Coast and a great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dias, broadcasting and podcasting live from the studio of EloquentOnline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. This is the Power Performance Podcast, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? Well, if you're in banking, that means moving that needle from simply satisfied and content to loyal. And while I love all the digital services that have come into banking since I've had my own account, and I started with a checkbook and a register and a little plastic ATM card that had a little paper envelope that you put it in and you wrote your PIN number on the back because there were four squares for you to do that, to now just picking up my phone in the morning, scanning my face and seeing my balance in seconds, I believe the secret to long-lasting banking relationships is in face-to-face conversations at those moments of inflection parents passing away, um, an inheritance, purchasing a home, the big things that really pay for the air conditioning and the groundskeeping and all the salaries that are paid at your community banks and credit unions. Those conversations, in many cases, it's been my observation, are now being handled by a generation that candidly did not grow up having a lot of conversation. It's nothing against the millennial generation, but you know they've had a very different kind of social lifestyle than I did growing up as I spent most of my youth in the 20th century writing letters, making phone calls, and then this thing called email came out. Well, like I said, I love all the technology. I really do. But I believe banking is a very, very personal business, especially at those moments when it really matters. And so we're going to be talking to Cynthia Widlitz today. She is the founder and she runs Aduco Consulting. And she does sales coaching. She does a lot of great stuff, keynote speaking. But she had a great post on LinkedIn the other day. When you can find one, when you can make your way through all the fake people and all the nonsense and all the political stuff on LinkedIn, every now and then you actually get to a reason why you joined LinkedIn in the first place. And it was talking about how do you pursue that customer loyalty? How do you really get from just being marginally satisfied to building that relationship, that multi-generational relationship that keeps a banking brand in business? And so I wanted to get her on the program. And so we're going to visit with her after the break. But before we do, I want to send a quick shout out to my new friend Thomas with the Simicore Group. You never know how you're going to meet people that become important to you in this great big world of banking. This was very serendipitous. I met him yesterday. I think we were both celebrating something. He was celebrating, I think, a big business win. And I was celebrating 36 years since I arrived at Fort Ord, California, home of the 7th Infantry Division, the Light Infantry Division, HUA, Cold Steel, Center Mass, Headspace, and Timing, Shoot on the Exhale, Army Strong to this very day. Big time shout out to my buds back at Fort Ord. Believe it or not, my company commander in those days, 
is still in the Army. You can look him up. He is a four-star general, General Stephen Townsend, P.H., Stephen Townsend. So I had the privilege of working with and, and serving under some really great professional soldiers. Well, Tom and the folks over at the Cinecorps Group do what the military does all the time. They have to deal with changes in leadership. It's like, if you want to think about it like a band, what if you had to replace the lead singer of a famous band? You would want to find an organization that could find you somebody just as good, if not better. And so I'm hoping to get Thomas on the show here in the near future because this is a big deal. Succession planning, 80 million baby boomers out there and only 40 million Gen Xers. Are you really going to turn over your $2 billion community banking brand to somebody who's 34 or 35 years old? And so you want to have the best people looking for the best talent. As I've said many times, the contemporary 21st century CEO of a banking brand does not sit in his office crunching numbers all day and attending the occasional board meeting. He or she has to be able to do a blog, make a video, do a podcast. They've got to be outgoing and dynamic, the face of the brand, the voice of the brand. And Tom and his group help credit unions and banks find the right people for the right job. But before we do that, we're going to go out to New Orleans, specifically Mandeville, which is near New Orleans, to visit with Cynthia. And we're going to do it all right after this. years and over 700 episodes, conference quality information without the rubber chicken dinner, the hangover, and without the expense report. This is the one and only Power Performance Podcast. And if you remember your Latin from Catholic school, you'll know that a duco means to draw out, to lead, to persuade. And that's what Cynthia helps her clients do. Hey, Cynthia, welcome to the Power Performance Podcast. Hey, Jason. It is so good to have you. First of all, tell us a bit about your career and about this brand, Aduco Consulting. Well, I've been in sales pretty much all of my life and in retail banking for 30-plus years. And, you know, a lot of times when you tell people who aren't in the banking industry that you were in retail banking, they don't have a clue what you're talking about. But I started on the platform, opening new accounts, doing consumer and small business lending, and then worked my way up to branch manager, area sales manager. And my final position was sales manager, retail sales manager for a community bank that had uh, 23 locations. So my brand is I love to teach people how simple, not easy, how simple it is to sell if you just do it the right way. It's interesting. I went from being a sales trainer for a large regional bank to being a platform banker like you. And wait for it, folks. I did exactly what I had been training other bankers to do for 18 months and became the top-ranked personal banker in Norwest Banks back in the day and was rewarded with a beautiful position in private banking. And so you're right. It doesn't mean it's easy, but it can be simple if you follow some basic steps. I think, and you've been in, in retail banking before mobile apps and social media, I think banking will yeah. always be a very personal 
business. And when people have to go to the bank, and I had to go to my branch recently, and I couldn't believe how many people were there, I was struck by the relative age of the people waiting to speak to a banker and the age of the bankers themselves. That generation, I think, has lost, the younger generation has lost some of the art of conversation that I think is needed to create loyal bank customers. I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Yes, it's primarily the younger generation. I've experienced, as you probably have and so many people have, it's not just the younger generation, but the younger generation um, particularly, yes, they have communication skills. and, And personally, I think a lot of it is because they were never taught those skills as they grew up. Um, Because they grew up with technology, I believe a lot of parents use technology as a way to entertain their child, Mm. and the communication between the parent and the child suffered as a result. So they get to that older age, and even basic communication skills like making eye contact are lacking. (laughs) And and in banking, if you if you study body language and overall communication, um, if you don't make eye contact, you lose a sense of trust. And in banking, Absolutely you want to be the person you're dealing with because they're going to deal with your money. So yes, and 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 communication isn't just about words; it's our body language. Young people people don't necessarily recognize that either. Oh, I would totally agree with you on that. You know, I use this example all the time that, you know, both my parents are still alive, and I hope they live for a long, long time, but they're in their 80s. When one of my parents passes away, it's going to change a lot of things in my life. Um, There's going to be property and insurance and monetary things to sort through. I'm not going to be able to do that on my bank's mobile app. I'm going to need to sit down with somebody at the bank and talk about, the next 10, 15, 20 years of my life. And you better believe I'm looking for somebody that, A, knows what they're doing and knows how to explain it. Now, what you just said about eye contact and body language, that's a big part of it. If you could get every banking CEO and retail manager in one room, because I saw that post you said about you know, building loyalty and building relationships what would you say that they need to do? What do they have to focus on? What kind of training should they be sending their platform people to? What should they be coaching their employees on that are facing the customers every day, whether it's in the branch or a call center or in private banking or investments or brokerage or mortgage? What are the skills that really need to be focused on these days? I think a critical point, and you mentioned it when you talked about if your parents or one of them passes. You go in and you want to speak to a person. People don't know what they don't know. So to teach your staff that you can't assume that the person you're serving, your customer, knows what they're talking about or knows what resources are available, you have to teach them that because We don't know that the customer doesn't know it. That's your business. You're a banker. You're there to truly be a resource to them. So don't don't just assume that people know um, what you're talking about. And a, a thing that I like to really reinforce with people is moments of opportunity. 
Mm. Every time a customer interacts with a bank representative, that's a moment of opportunity. And you can create a good experience for that customer or a poor experience for that customer. So we can't just teach communication, and sales is communication. You can't just teach communication skills and then hope that people will remember them and implement them. It needs to be a constant reinforcement, and you do that through observation, um, positive coaching, and in remembering that what's permitted is promoted. So if you continue to allow your staff to underperform or to not live the values, and you talk about brand, the brand that your company, your bank, your credit union, the the brand that you're trying to create, if you allow people to just dismiss it and to not consistently implement that, then you're telling the rest of your team that it's okay. That is such a great point. What is permitted is promoted. Wow, is that true? I I have talked many times on this show and in my social media posts about what I think there is a absolute glaring tolerance for mediocrity in banking, which should not be tolerated. When I was speaking professionally, Cynthia, I would say, when you look at your fingers and you start going to the things that really matter, your faith, your family, you're going to get to your finances before you run out of fingers, the things that really, really matter to you. And while I love the mobile app, and while I love all of the technology, I have no desire to go back to having to get in my car and driving to the bank to deposit a check or to check my balance. I still believe that there are going to be tremendous moments of opportunity that are going to require thoughtful conversation, consultative conversations. And if I were to answer that question, I would say it's the questions that you ask that really matter. I've, I've said many times on this show, I think one of the greatest questions ever asked in banking, it comes from our friends at Capital One, what's in your wallet? Because that's what you have to ask people when they come into the lobby. And you can't do that if you're not making eye contact, or if you haven't established a relationship. I used to do that when I did classroom training. I would just walk up to somebody as they came and sat down and said, what's in your wallet? Can I go through your purse? And, of course, the reaction was, of course not. You can't do that. I said, and yet we're going to talk about how you ask your customers that very question because everybody virtually that walks into your bank probably has five or six other accounts with other financial institutions. And many years ago when all the buzz was about account aggregation, I would always say your bank employees are the account aggregators. They're the people that are supposed to be asking that question. What else are you doing in your banking? What other accounts do you have? And you're supposed to be consolidating all of those accounts at your particular banking brand. I think having that retail banking experience is probably giving you a really good window into the opportunities that are missed. Recently, I did a show where I talked about going to get my debit card replaced and all of the opportunities that were missed by the banker. And I dropped a ton of softballs. I said to the, the banker, Cynthia, I said, well, it's a good thing I had my emergency Capital One card all weekend. Now, my bank sells credit cards. They have credit cards. Do you know what she said to me after I said that? I can imagine. Nothing. I mean, nothing. 
really? No, no. Nothing. Oh, no. no, she oh. had she had four she had four colors that I could choose for my debit card. I said, well, green. That's the color of my logo, of my small business. Wait for I never it. Asked. Nothing. Nothing. No. Nothing. No. Moment of opportunity. I said, yeah. oh, my son goes to Texas Tech. He would like the red one. Now, she didn't know if he had an account. There he does, but she didn't ask. It's just, and it wasn't particularly busy either. I understand when you've got 20 people waiting to open a checking account, but, hey, it's not 1999 anymore. Um, She had five or six minutes to uncover some pretty significant banking needs, and she didn't. And that's just perfectly professional, very affable, very kind, very congenial, but those things really don't move the needle on customer loyalty, and they certainly don't move the needle in this banking environment on return on investment. And sadly, our friends at Frost Bank were not getting the return on investment from that particular employee upon which thousands upon thousands of dollars in training have been spent just for those moments of opportunities. And I'm sure you've witnessed things like that with your clients. I'm sure you hear about this all the time. Absolutely, absolutely. And an analogy I like to use, Jason, is Nobody talks, and and you just did it, nobody talks about average experiences. Now, you didn't have a bad experience with that banker, but you didn't have an extraordinary experience. It was just average. And if your bank just offers average experiences, you're going to totally lose the opportunity for organic growth because your customers won't feel compelled to tell their friends and family and colleagues about how wonderful your bank does because it was just average. Nobody talks about average. They talk about crummy and they talk about extraordinary. Totally agree. I totally agree. Well, listen, I encourage everyone to visit um, Cynthia's website, I've got it embedded right there in the episode description. Find her out on LinkedIn. I've got that there, too, because her last name can be a little tricky. If you're trying to buy a vowel, anytime you insert a Z in there, it's going to get a little a little crazy. Um, you do have a Z in your last name, or did I misspell that here on the call, <laughs> the call screen part of this? <laughs> um, but, yeah, yes, I thought so. So make sure you check that out. And it's Widlitz, the E is Silent. Hey, when you're not, when you're not leading and drawing out those skills, teaching people to lead and draw out and persuade with your clients, what kind of things do you enjoy doing for fun when you're not at work? Well, I have to tell you, being from the New Orleans area, we love to eat. We love to eat. Mm-hmm. So I like to spend time with my friends and family um, eating <laughs> or talking about food. And then I like to travel. We like to travel. Very, we're very not that good. far a lot. <laughs> well, listen, I, like I said, I encourage everybody to check out the website. Folks, what Cynthia said is absolutely true. You, you, you really don't fawn and gush over anything average. When people ask me how I'm doing, that just a blithe question. Hey, how are you doing? I always say above average because that's how I feel most of the time. And that's the attitude you want from your retail banking professionals because, again, the average does not move the ROI needle or the loyalty needle one bit. Cynthia, you've been an absolute delight. I want to thank you so much for joining us on the Power Performance Podcast. Thank you, Jason. Great job. Way to go.
Wow, you promote what you permit. I'll be using that one for the rest of my life. I want to thank Cynthia so much for joining us. A really quick turnaround time from the moment I saw that link to the time we got the show recorded. And as I mentioned, I'm hoping to get Tom with the Simicor Group on. It's not just CEOs, by the way. They do all kinds of great recruiting, executive recruiting for banks and credit unions. And I want to thank all of you for listening to the Power Performance Podcast, the show that asked the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? Don't permit bad habits and you won't promote them and you'll leave your customers and your audience wanting more. Hey, it's the tagline of the show. Until next week, my name is Jason Dias and we'll talk to you soon. And if you follow them